Hello, welcome to Paul Mill Talks. Today, I watched this video on Twitter. This dude, Robin Minotti, and it uh, kind of intrigued me. This video, so I thought I'd talk a bit about uh, this guy, um, Larry Silverstein, the guy who owns uh, Tower Seven and uh, World Trade Center. I think one and two. Oh, off uh, three, four, five, maybe six, I don't know, but uh, seven for sure. I had the pleasure of working pretty much with every prime minister of Israel from Yitzhak Shamir forward. I said to myself, wouldn't it be fantastic if I could own the Twin Towers? We got very, very lucky. The governor of New York, George Pataki, decided one day that maybe it would be good to privatize the ownership of the World Trade Center. So I got a call from the governor's office, and they said, would you ever consider owning the World Trade Center? It was very, very good for the family, very good for, for us, and we were very, very fortunate. On the morning of 9-11, I'm getting ready, getting dressed, to go to the dermatologist. I have light-colored hair, light skin. The sun is a disaster for me. I can't take the sun. She said, okay, but you're going to the dermatologist. You're going to the... See, that just, that's what I'm thinking. The guy's got light skin, light hair, so he's going to the dermatologist. Well, I've never went to the dermatologist because I have light hair, light skin. My hair's not that light. But still, I don't know anybody who's gone to the dermatologist because they have light-colored skin. So that kind of struck me as not being very uh, truthful. Oh, I gotta go to the dermatologist because I got light skin. That, that that's what goes on, right? I'm talking to a bunch of people apparently who don't have light skin because who of them go to the doctor, the dermatologist, because they have light colored skin? So I gotta be thinking, wow, I, that rings of bullshit. So I figured I'd research this guy a little bit and see what his uh, deal. Sorry, you're not going downtown. We got very, very lucky. And I had an obligation to collect the insurance proceeds from the policies. A new governor was just elected, Elliot Spitzer, an old friend who I knew well. I said, Elliot, if you don't help me, I'll never collect from the insurance companies. And guess what? Oops. Oh, I screwed up there. All right, anyway, so Buddy, uh, it's not enough of the video, I guess. He just, it's, it's seen odd. So I started looking at uh, into him a little bit, and uh, then I found this BBC um, journalist reporting on Building 7 that uh, Silverstein owns. He, I think he built it apparently in like, uh, whatever it was, early 90s, late 80s or whatever. And uh, so he definitely owns Building 7 because he had it built. So now this leads to the building's collapse, even though it wasn't struck by an airplane uh, and all the other buildings around it did not collapse. And uh, there was no other building in the history uh, that collapsed straight down before the Twin Towers like that. And uh, this is the third building that miraculously collapsed in on itself uh, like no other buildings have ever done in history before 9-11. And this building did it without an airplane hitting it. It was just apparently on fire. And uh, he says uh, that the antenna from Tower uh one, the second building to collapse, um, 
went right through the building and, and caused it to, to catch on fire, which we will see is bullshit. But uh, So here's the BBC reporting on it. And I thought, well, this must be a bad tape. Uh, as you but a few see. moments ago, I was talking about the Salomon Brothers building collapsing, and indeed it has. Apparently that's only a few hundred yards away from where the World Trade Center towers were. And it seems that this was not a result of a new attack. It was because the uh, building had been weakened uh, during uh, this morning's attacks. We'll probably find out more now about that from our correspondent, Jane Stanley. Jane, what more can you tell us about the Salomon Brothers building and its collapse? So here Jane is standing at the, you know, maybe in front of a screen. That might make sense because the tower, Building 7, is still behind her, even though they said uh, Building 7's collapsed. She's standing at a window. Well, only really what you already know. Details are very, very sketchy. There's almost a sense downtown in uh, New York behind me, down by the World Trade. See, it's a window. It's not a screen. This is a window. It's an open window. She's standing, and there's glass. There's no glass here. So she's at a probably a, a patio or a, a, bel a balcony, probably in a hotel. Centers of uh, just an area completely closed off as the rescue workers try to do their job. But this isn't the first building that um, has suffered as a result. We know that part of the Marriott Hotel next to the World Trade Center also collapsed as a result of this huge amount of falling debris from 110 floors debris. of two, the two twin towers of the World Trade Center. As you can see behind me, the uh, Trade Center appears to be still burning. We see these huge clouds of smoke and ash. And we know that behind that, there's an empty piece of what was a very familiar New York skyline, a symbol of the financial prosperity of this city. But uh, completely disappeared now and New York is still unable to take on board what has happened to them today. Presumably there were very few people in the Salomon building when it collapsed. I mean, there were, I suppose, fears of possible further collapses around the area. There's the Salomon building right there. There was Tower 1, Tower 2, and that's... That's what you would hope, because this whole downtown area behind me has been completely sealed off and evacuated, apart from the emergency workers. That was done by the Mayor, Rudy Giuliani, uh, much earlier today, uh, because of, the course, the dreadful collapse of the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center. But uh, New York, very much a city still in chaos. The phones are not working properly. The subway lines are not working. 47-story Solomon Brothers building collapsed to, to the World Trade Center. No, building close to the World Trade Center has also collapsed. And there it is. Properly. And we know that down there near the World Trade There's Center, there window. are three schools that um, are being turned into triage centers for emergency treatment. And I know that over in New York Harbor, where the famous Statue of Liberty is, there's a field hospital where 1,500 people are being treated. And we have heard that it's unconfirmed as yet that 100 New York City police officers have been taken there as well for treatment. But we do need to confirm uh, those figures for the officers. It's now, what, some eight hours since the attacks. Is there any estimate yet available of the number of casualties in the World Trade Center? No tall building had ever collapsed primarily due to fire. But that's exactly what investigators believe happened to the 47-story World Trade Okay, so that's, that's uh, World Trade Center uh, Building 7. See what investigators believe happened to the 47-story. So as it's collapsing, you can see there's daylight through the window here. And they, they say it imploded. And then that's why the whole thing fell. World Trade Center Building 7 on September 11th. Even though no other building has ever fell at uh, the speed of gravity before, right? So this is the NIST the National Institute of Standards. So these are the people that are giving the official cover-up story of why it collapsed, which may be the truth. According to a three-year comprehensive building and fire safety investigation just completed by the National Institute of Standards and Technology, or NIST. World Trade Center 7 collapsed because of fires. We really have a new kind of progressive collapse that we have discovered here. Which is no other building and no other metal frame building in history has collapsed due to burning couches and office furniture fire induced progressive collapse. And in fact, we've shown for the first time that fire can induce a progressive collapse. NIST used detailed time. data describing the building and its contents to create the most complex computer simulation of a structure collapse ever made. Falling debris from Tower 1 started fires on 10 floors in Building 7. A break in the city water main from the collapse of the towers disabled sprinklers in the lower half of WTC 7, allowing fires on those floors to burn for seven hours. 
So does it matter that there was fires burning for seven hours on the ground floor of that building? There have been other buildings that have been totally consumed, every floor, not just 10 floors, but every floor by fire. Now, this uh, Silverstein dude, he may have... uh, he may have cut corners when they had the building built. Uh, maybe, you know, they say he followed building standards. I don't know. Hobgoblins. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, it's, I mean, it's possible, even though it's unprecedented and never happened before. And uh, to burn for seven hours. The NIST computer model was validated with evidence from videos, photos, witness accounts, and other data. It shows that heat from fires expanded long support beams, causing connections and floors to fail. So you look at the floors failing here, and eventually this column 79 is going to buckle, it fails, and then the entire vertical progression takes place. The buckled column caused additional collapsed floors and falling debris that removed support from adjacent interior columns. A chain reaction then caused other interior columns to fail in quick succession. A chain reaction. Never happened before. The outside shell of the building fell. The n- Never happened before. They make it sound like, oh yeah, just chain reaction of girders. Never happened before. This team found no evidence that explosives were involved in the collapse. And our announcers show that. He- so hypothetical blast simulation. Nobody ever said that there was a bomb that blew up this portion of it. They're they're saying that all the girders had to have been blown. So if it was blown, it was blown intentionally by a demolition crew. Nobody's saying that a blast, because again, I don't think any buildings have ever completely collapsed into themselves like that from a blast. Never mind a fire. Fire's even less than a blast. People are saying it's the all the girders had to have been blown at the same time for it to happen. Even the smallest explosive charge that was capable of bringing down the critical column in the building, had it occurred, uh, we would have seen sound levels of 120 to 130 decibels about half a mile away. That would have been an incredibly loud sound, and that sound was not picked up by any of the... That could have been. He didn't say it would have been. He said it could have been a very loud sound. This guy seems awfully sketchy as well. Videos or witnesses that we have talked to. The team found... Look here, looked at the camera. In sound levels of bringing down the critical column in the building, had it occurred, uh, we would have seen sound levels of 120 to 130 decibels about half a mile away. That yeah, he's looking at you to see if you believe him or not. That would have been an incredibly loud sound, and that sound was not picked up by any of the videos or witnesses that we have talked to. The team... It wasn't picked up because... It... He didn't say it would have been. He said it could have been very loud. Of course, it could have been very loud. But there's a video, I don't think I have it, of a guy saying he heard a loud boom. Found that World Trade Center 7's design was generally consistent with the relevant building codes when it was built. Our high-rise buildings in this country are very, very safe. Having a collapse of this nature is a very rare event. Nevertheless, to ensure that buildings do not collapse in fire... Very rare. It has never happened before. Or since. Even when sprinklers fail or are not present, the NIST team urges re-evaluation of the fire performance of structures with long-span floors and other design elements similar to WTC-7. The team's report also calls for stronger codes, standards, and practices so that other buildings don't suffer the same fate. Never happened before in the history of buildings, metal buildings. I'm an architect of 20 years, Mm -hmm. member of the American Institute of Architects, and have been studying steel-framed, fireproof buildings uh, for about that long. Fires in high-rises have never brought down a steel frame high-rise building at all. Fires in high-rises have never brought down a steel frame high-rise building at all. Fire uh, for... Look at those buildings. Studying steel frame fireproof buildings uh, for about that long. Fires in high-rises have never brought down a steel frame high-rise building at all, ever. In the case of Building 7, 
it collapses straight down into its own footprint at free fall speed in you the first hundred feet. I don't see much hardly free any fall speed out of that in the yeah. first hundred. The roof is straight fire. down into its own footprint. Look at that. At I don't see it. Free fall speed hardly in the first hundred feet. It's dropping it's as you can see. Symmetrically, smoothly, at free fall speed in the first hundred feet, two and a half seconds. This is uncanny. There's 40,000 tons of structural steel designed to resist this collapse. World Trade Center 7 collapsed because of fires fueled by office furnishings. It did not collapse from explosives or from fuel oil fires. Here is a 47-story skyscraper. At 5.20 in the afternoon, it drops like a rock, and I mean this fast. Freefall acceleration, straight down, uniformly, symmetrically. Now, a building with 40,000 tons of structural steel cannot fall straight down without all 80 columns on each floor being removed simultaneously and then synchronistically timed floor by floor. The CIA had an undercover office in Seven World Trade Center. A U.S. official tells CNN the office... Floor by floor. The CIA had an undercover office in Seven World Trade Center. A U.S. official tells CNN the office was involved in counterterrorism and counterintelligence. For the third... Center. A U.S. official tells CNN... CIA had an timed floor by floor. The CIA had an undercover office in Seven World Trade Center. A U.S. official tells CNN the office was involved in counterterrorism and counterintelligence. For the third time today, it's reminiscent of those pictures we've all seen too much on television before when a building was deliberately destroyed. All right, blah, blah, blah. Is there anything good up here? Shockwave uh, ripping through the building and the windows all uh, busted out. It was almost as if it were a planned implosion. It just... Ironically, the building had housed the city's emergency management office. I don't know whether it was, whether it was uh, accomplished by... To make sure that the building comes down safely. That's what it looks like happened to Building 7. I certainly am much more open-minded about it than I was, and it is because of the involvement of the 9-11 families and all these engineers and architects. This is Building 7 in the so World the 9/11 family uh, sounds area like is, is collapsing. Uh, not not that, we, don't, we don't even know whether this was uh, something that was uh, engineered for safety reasons or it just happened. Can you confirm it was number 7 that just went in? Yes, sir. Uh, and you, were, you guys knew this was coming all day? We had, been had, we had heard reports that the building was unstable and that eventually would either come down on its own or it would be taken down. We all fought for... Okay, so I can see the firefighters saying that the building might collapse, even though it's never happened before. <clears throat> Why would they say? Why would they even assume if there's never been a, a metal frame building like that in the history of, and you saw the pictures of those other buildings that were consumed completely in fire and they did not collapse. Why would the fire department assume that this building, all the windows are intact, a little bit of fire on the roof there. Well, not really even because there's, there's no smoke coming from the thing. So I'm not saying, obviously, there could have been fires because of smoke at the back, so I mean, the lower levels could have been burning. For sure, a bomb was set to explode underneath our feet outside 7 World Trade Center. It was a, an abrupt, total, and complete collapse at the speed of freefall. They told us Building 7 was coming down. I do believe that they brought Building 7 down because I heard that they were going to bring it down. Did they actually use the word brought? Hearsay. Right now, we've told that the 7 World Trade... Uh, like I say, firefighters... <laughs> The building's about to blow up. Right now, we've told it the seven world. The building is about to blow up. Move it back. Right now, we've told it the seven world trade the building is being evacuated. You got to stay behind this line because they're thinking about taking this building down. Well, of course, they're going to evacuate the building. It's on fire. Building seven came down. Many emergency vehicles making their way into Manhattan, including one thing we see if we show the video here: it's a demolition truck carrying construction equipment. That okay? That. Okay, there's no footage of a demolition truck carrying equipment, but she's reporting saying that there is. Why would she be saying that? 
Equipment is going towards presumably down to uh, downtown. We are getting information now that one of the other buildings, Building 7 in the World Trade Center complex. Okay, now is he, if this is a TV screen, it could be a delayed image. So, but I don't know. That's, that looks like sunlight on him. He's on fire and has either collapsed or is collapsing. The 47-story Salomon Brothers building, situated very close to the World Trade Center, has also just collapsed. More on the latest building collapse in New York. You might have heard a few moments ago. this footage, idiot. Behind me, the... Uh, Presumably there were very few people in the Salomon... ...building has collapsed. I understand that this is a 47-story building. On a Tuesday. That uh, information, of course, take a look at that right-hand side of the screen. It's going okay. down right now. There it is. Yep. It went down right there. I remember getting a call from the uh, fire department. Side of the screen. It's going down right now. There it is. Yep. It went down right there. I remember getting so a call that from... could have been a pre... But then it does jive that if the uh, if there was a report that the BBC was saying, then those idiots would have could have also reported that it had collapsed, even though it hadn't yet, because they could have been getting it from the same source. The uh, fire department commander telling me that they were not sure they were going to be able to contain the fire. So this building I said, you know, we've had such terrible loss of life. I said, you know, we've had such terrible loss of life. They were not sure they were going to be able to contain So these are the fires here. You saw the other fires where the buildings were completely consumed in flame, and they didn't collapse. This one's got some fires inside, and that's sufficient for it to implode in on itself. In the fire. I said, you know, we've had such terrible loss of life. Maybe the smartest thing to do is, is pull it. Uh, and they made that decision to pull. So pull it is a common expression used by uh, demolitions experts. Who says pull it? Now, he said he said pull it as in to pull the firefighters out. The firefighters were never in the building because the water mains had broken and there was no uh, water to fight the fires with. So they'd never even gone into that building. And it was evacuated earlier. So what's, what's he mean by pull it? Pull it. Like he's he's a he's a guy. This is a guy who built has built buildings for decades in Israel. And uh, and and New York City bought buildings. I'm assuming he built some too. So this guy was an expert when it came to demolitions and rebuilding buildings. So he when he says pull it, pull it generally is something in that industry means blow it up. And since he built this building and had it made in the whatever the 1980s or 90s, whatever it was, <coughs> he owned it. So he easily could have had demolitions people go in there. So that chick's reporting on the demolitions crew going in. That doesn't, even if that was a demolitions crew going in in preparation to set the building up to, for it to be blown up in the pending days, they wouldn't have had time to do it the same day because from what I've seen, it takes days. And they wouldn't have blown it up with all the people uh, in the streets if it was a uh, legit corporation uh, doing it overtly. But if it was some clandestine uh, false flag, blow our stuff up for insurance type deal, um, then they could have, uh, this guy could be a real, if he, if he did do this intentionally, then this guy is a massive, I mean, without, goes without saying, the guy's a massive piece of shit if he did this. Um, but maybe he's, he's a victim, just a really, really, really lucky victim because of all the asbestos in the towers that he had to, uh, pay to clean up. <laughs> now we didn't have to. And building seven. So we got, oh, we're going to rebuild one and two and let's just build the whole thing. Let's knock down seven while we're at it, but pull it. That is a really suspicious, uh, poor choice of words if he didn't mean it intentionally. Uh, then we watch the building collapse. Yeah, but see, oh, uh, then we watch the building. In the context, what's he, he's not just saying pull it as in get the firefighters out. 
Listen to what he says. Is pull it. Uh, and they made that decision to pull. And then we watched the building collapse. And then we watched the building collapse. So, I mean, yeah, you could say to clear, to, to empty it, but it was already cleared. To pull the firefighters out, there was no firefighters in it. So, and, and apparently he never, ever, the fire uh, chief said he never spoke to him that day. So. Trade Center 7, the leaseholder of the World Trade Center complex, Larry Silverstein, he said that they pulled that building, which is a demolition term for intentionally bringing down the building. Remember, it was in danger, and I think that they made a decision based on the danger that it had of destroying other things, and they did it in a controlled fashion. We've got to rebuild several Trade Center, and we've got to do it fast. Next thing you know, we've got the designs of a building. And the first design meeting was in April of 2000. And construction began shortly thereafter in 2002. We're back. Could he have misspoke? Could he have, could he have said it, it started in April of 2000? Could he have meant started in April of 2001 and he just forgot the one? April of 2000. I mean, to how long does it take to design a new building? So if it was in April of 2001, well, that's still before <laughs> September 2001. So does he mean it was in April of 2002? Let's go back. What the? Shortly thereafter, in 2002. We're backed by 9-11 family members and other concerned citizens who are calling for an... Construction began in 2002. So September, so if he's saying, if he misspoke, then it has to have been, the, uh, it, the design began in April of 2002, and then construction began thereafter in the same year. That is pretty quick design work, pretty quick construction. Is that is that even possible to have the design work starting starting in April of 2002 and then have building <clears throat> construction erection months April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December could it have started within one of those months so he had 8 months independent unbiased investigation as an engineer i have 3 degrees in engineering I signed that petition for architects and engineers for 911 truth some time ago because the american people absolutely need the truth of 9 so here's like five, six, and there's seven. Uh, one was here. Two is a little further to the bottom to the bottom to the right. So these buildings here were like football blockers. How'd this guy get all that damage below? Because you see, if the, look at these guys. No collapse, no collapse. These guys were smashed, and they didn't collapse. I'm a family member trying to find Like, look, look at the, these, these guys literally had the building fall on it, and they didn't collapse. Yet, this guy seven had seven did. This is building six. Not the answers to the murder of three thousand plus people. It's distressing for everyone to come to terms fire. with this evidence. It did not collapse. But we must pursue the truth wherever Here's it leads. five. Look at the evidence. Uh, six, and decide seven. For yourself. Five, six, seven. So the one was back here. You can see some bit of the corner of the shit there. Six is like a football blocker. Five is like a football blocker. So it's just a tiny little alley. Granted, the shit came down over the top. But uh, they've already cleared it out here. But these are other... Like, these buildings of did course, not our collapse. focus is these on the other buildings of what happened. 
we want to know how the 400 structural steel connections give way every second during the seven-second freefall collapse of World Trade Center 7. These buildings, before and after. Unreal. They did not collapse. So here's a, uh, a layout. So you can see here's the, the square of one, two, five, six, and seven here. And look at the roof damage here. Uh, these guys all got some damage. None of these other buildings collapsed. Just seven, way over here. These guys here, here's one, two. Oh, that is pretty, uh, that is pretty odd. Okay, let's hear what, uh, what's going on here. Oh yeah, this is uh, Buddy talking there. Uh, this one's for Larry Silverstein. Last time we talked, sir, I asked you if you could address some of the 9-11 conspiracy theories that you were accused of. Uh, sadly, your response has actually invited more of them. I mean, for the record, everybody knows your infamous comments on PBS where you said pool building 7 uh, on 525 on the day of 9-11. They were not sure they were going to be able to contain the fire. I said, you know, we've had such terrible loss of life. Maybe the smartest thing to do is pull it. Uh, and they made that decision to pull, and then we watched the building collapse. Uh, your official response was that it was the firefighters. My question is, it was pretty clear that you meant the building, and if it was the firefighters, they already are outside the building by 12 because the water lines were broken. Ask the question. And the, the fire chief that you said you spoke to, Fire Chief Nagro, denies talking to you on that day of 9-11. Can you answer those questions and address the theories against you? I suggest everybody's consideration just one question. That we all look at the thousands of pages of testimony that have been rendered in many years since 9-11, and let's use today's session for some of Are you aware of testimony of bombs in the building before the building collapsed? So that's a non-answer. I mean, he could have easily answered. Uh, sir, are you aware of that testimony? Sir, there's testimony by Barry Jennings. Collapse, sir. Are you aware of that? Today's session. Are you aware of testimony of bombs in the building before the building collapsed, sir? Are you aware of that testimony? Sir, there's testimony by Bear Jennings. You sir, you don't have to touch me. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll walk away. All I'm asking is a question. I don't have to, I don't have to be kicked out. It's a legitimate question. You don't have to put your hands on me. But all I'm saying is, no. You don't have to put your hands on me. Is he from Brooklyn? I don't know, Luke Radowski was from Brooklyn. You don't have to put your hands on me. All I'm saying is, no, I'm not. But all I'm saying you don't have to put your hands on me. But all I'm saying is, no, I'm not. I'm here after the question was not answered. That's why I have a grievance. Larry Silverstein was told not to come into work. That's why him, his daughter, and his son never showed up to work on 9-11. Okay, granted, uh, it happened, the, the first plane hit it. I think it was at quarter to nine. And apparently these people show up to work for nine o'clock. But uh, Silverstein says uh, he didn't want to go in because he has light skin. And he has to go to a dermatologist for that condition of having light skin. He, he put an insurance policy on the building. Reporters, do your job. Please ask some questions. Right. Yeah, I mean, Luke, Luke's got some points there. I don't know if this video is, he's talking about something. 
Let's go back. What's he say? September 11th. Uh, you know. Where, yeah. Uh, where were you on September 11th? Uh, you know, uh, I was home. Uh, and. This is a guy apparently with a crazy work ethic where he works, uh, you know, many hours a day. And on a Tuesday morning at quarter to nine, New York City, on September 11th, I was at home. I, the only reason I wasn't where I was every morning, uh, subsequent to the 26th day of July. Why does he keep mentioning the 26th day of July? So previous to the 26th day of July. 26th day of July. Uh, subsequent to the 26th day of July. Um, I was, my, my mornings were spent uh, usually at a breakfast meeting at Windows, at 8 o'clock breakfast meeting, Windows. Okay, so he he got the lease for World Trade Center 1 and 2 uh, in January of 2001. And I think it was in July where he, uh, he got possession of the buildings. I think that's what happened, but I mean, he won... It was like January, the end January thirty first. I think they had to be in, and uh, so so he literally was wasn't in the building for six months before that. He says the twenty sixth specifically that day, the twenty sixth of July two thousand one. So the end of July, so August. So he was only in the building for just over a month. That's all sure. And then going down to visit with my tenants, my new tenants. At the trade center, getting to know them, understanding their problems and so forth, ascertaining how I could probably service their needs better. Um, and uh, which is a first, first, one of the first things you do when you acquire a property. You get to meet your, meet your tenants and start talking with them. Um, and so my mornings were spent at the trade center. And then by noon. One of the first things you do is try to make sure you have tenants. Or you don't just talk to them. But I mean, granted, if you have existing tenants, which they would have had. But apparently it was difficult for him to find. He only had the buildings for just over a month. He was only in there for a month, just over a month, July 26th to September 11th. Uh, July 26th is August 26th. That's one month. One month and what? One and a half months. I was back uptown. And, uh, uh, and so that particular morning, uh, because I have, I call it hair and fair skin, and uh, annuity to the dermatologist, uh, my wife, God bless her, had made an appointment for me. Uh, because, again, I have light skin, and I got to go see a dermatologist. It's the same story. At the doctor. And I remember dressing to go to the doctor. I finally said, well, I said, sweetheart, I've got so much to do downtown. I've got to cancel this. I've got to go downtown. And she said, you're not going to cancel this appointment. You're going to the dermatologist. You know, having been married out for the, to the same woman for 46 years, you, you get the sense of determination. So here he's trying to convince us to give her this whole narrative bullshit. Oh, my wife, this is how blah, blah, blah. On occasion, that voice is like, okay, okay, yes, sir. Trying to be a joke. Yeah, the wife tells you to do it, you do it. So this is more serious than that, buddy. I'll go. And then, just minutes later, uh, she telephone called the television set and witnessed this whole... She telephone called the television set. What? This, this horrendous circumstance, uh, the television set and witnessed. And then, just minutes later, uh, she telephone called the television set and witnessed. What? Just minutes later, uh, she telephone called the television set and witnessed. She telephone called to turn on the television set, maybe. I think that's what it's... This horrendous circumstance, uh, the first plane hitting, then the second plane hitting, of course, with the second hit, uh, it became obvious that this was terrorism. Uh, so here's the day before he had possession. 
This is from July 25th, 2001. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so glad uh, that you could join us today for this Wednesday, July 25th, 2001 broadcast. Tyranny is enveloping the globe, and the United States is a shining jewel the globalists want to bring down, and they will use terrorism as the pretext to get it done. So that's coming up in the second half of the show. Very important information. I'm going to put the call out that you call the White House and tell them, look, we've seen the news stories that you've wanted to blow things up, that you have blown things up, and that you're saying that four million of us are going to die and we need martial law and the Associated Press at one of your little drills you had, and that we're aware of who the terrorists are if you pull this. This can stop this Hitlerian Reichstag event. Since time immemorial... Right, so Alex goes on and he squawks about uh, uh, the government's planning to use, uh, maybe Osama, blame it on Osama bin Laden, but they're planning on blowing up something and blowing up airplanes. And he mentions the World Trade Center because I think it was in 97 uh, they tried to blow up the World Trade Center with that van and knock the, the, the footings a bit. So I think that's why, really, realistically, why he was mentioning the World Trade Center because it was already a target. Uh, but saying Osama bin Laden is pretty impressive and talking about airplanes. But back then, airplanes were, uh, well, in the 70s, I guess, they were used for uh, terrorist. They've always been, what's his face there in South Africa? It was going to blow up an airplane, Nelson Mandela. People seem to forget that guy was going to kill how many innocent people by blowing up an airplane. Piece of shit. Oh, yeah, Nelson Mandela, my hero, was going to blow up an airplane full of innocent people. That's what he was arrested for. All right, so let's see what Silverstein uh, says here. So here we were, feeling happy. So he's talking about right after they got, um, right after in, in July 26, 2001, when he got the access to the building or whatever. We won the Trade Center. And I remember... What's going on? Joy or pleasure. It wasn't worth it. But at least he's off the streets and he can't do it again. But what I went through, so it turns out to learn to walk again, there. was an absolute horror. So here we were, feeling happy. We won the Trade Center. And I remember looking at Clara. And I said, sweetheart, we have the brass ring. We can do anything you want with our lives. Tell me what you like to do. So it's a weird metaphor saying he has the brass ring, talking about having the World Trade Center. So I could see that, you know, the brass ring being now that he's achieved the World Trade Center. Or it could also be something more sinister that he knew was pending. He was going to get paid. Of course, one of the things I've always deprived you of is the kind of time that I could give you once we had the brass ring. I said, we now have it. Whatever you want to do, we can do. Tell me what you want to do, and we'll do it. That was on the 26th day of July, 2001. Again with the same on the morning of 9-11. I'm getting ready, getting dressed to go to the dermatologist. I have light-colored hair, light skin. The sun is a disaster for me. I can't take the sun. So now he so, adds, so this is years Every later. three months. See, now he's saying every three months. He's never said this before. I went to the dermatologist like clockwork. I had to. Why'd you have and to that go? morning, I said to Clara, I said, sweetheart. I have to go to the dermatologist. I have light skin. I have to go to the dermatologist. I've never been to a dermatologist for anything other than a mole. I've got so much work to do down at the Trade Center. Cancel the dermatologist. I'm going down. And she, she said, has melanoma or you can't cancer cancel again. again. You canceled last time. You cannot cancel see, again. This, and see, she got angry. The story's bigger than it now, was when you're married to somebody time. for 50 years, and they get upset, and they get angry, and they start screaming. 
Here he goes with the wife story again. The world comes to an end. And I said, okay, 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 I'm sorry. The words are yes, dear. Whatever you want, I'll do. Don't get angry. Please don't get angry. She said, okay, but you're going to the dermatologist, you're going this morning, and you're not going downtown. 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 And I said, okay, 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 I'm sorry. The words are yes, dear. Whatever you want, I'll do. Don't get angry. Please don't get angry. She said, okay, but you're going to the dermatologist, you're going this morning, and you're not going downtown. Wow. Really? Wow? She told you. Suspicious. Suddenly, the phone rings. It's, it's the captain of our boat, Dr. and Chelsea Pierce. Like this not far from where we live, and not far from the Trade Center. And he said, Mrs. Silverstein, is everything okay with Mr. Silverstein? She said, of course. The captain of our boat called and asked if he was okay. Why? He said, turn on your television set. And that's when... So he's reading. Mrs. Silverstein, is everything okay with Mr. Silverstein? Photographs. She said, of course. Why? He said, turn on your television set. Yeah, it's all pictures. And that's when we saw the North Tower in flames. And we saw the plane circling around before it slammed into the South Tower. All right. While editing this, I noticed his story didn't really quite add up. He's talking about being at the morning of September 11th. I remember what I did. And I didn't own the buildings that were blown up. I mean, a lot of people remember what they were doing that morning, that day, and they didn't own the buildings uh, and lease the land that they were on, or at least lease the buildings, whatever. <clears throat> he had a vested interest. Do you think this guy would remember accurately what happened? So his story is that he was home that morning with his wife, with his wife. The one story is he's at home with his wife and the captain of the... Uh, the ship calls the captain of their yacht and asks if he's okay, assuming the, the, the implication is that the captain was worried that his uh, boss, Larry Silverstein, was in one of the towers, when in fact Larry was at home. The uh, captain of the ship should have known better. Uh, <clears throat> so Larry's story is that he was at home and he's talking with his wife, and his wife answers the phone from the ship captain. And the captain asks her, how's your husband? What's going on? And she says, he's fine, of course. So that puts the wife with the Larry at home. That's the, the, the newer story that uh, Larry tells us. And here's an older story that he tells, uh, what's his face, Charlie Rose. I call it hair and fair skin, and uh, I'm a newity to the dermatologist. Uh, my wife, God bless her, had made an appointment for me uh, at the doctor. And I remember dressing to go to the doctor. I'm finally saying to my wife, I said, sweetheart, I've got so much to do downtown. I've got to cancel this. I've got to go downtown. And she said, you're not going to cancel this appointment. You're going to the dermatologist. And, you know, having been married now for the, to the same woman for 46 years, you, you get this sense of determination on occasion. Their voices. And I said, okay, okay, yes, dear, I'll go. I'll go. And then... Just minutes later, uh, received a telephone call to turn on a television set and witnessed this horrendous. So here he says she telephone called to turn on the television set. She telephone called 
to turn on the television set. Go over, turn on the television. Minutes later, uh, see the telephone go over, turn on the television set, and with the telephone go over, turn. And then, just minutes later, uh, see the telephone go over, turn on the television set, and witness this horrendous. So she telephone called to put on the television set. So she wasn't with them. And if she telephone called to turn on the television set, what happened to the captain of the yacht who called and asked where how he was doing, and they then turned on the television set together and watched it? But here he says she telephone called to turn on the television set. So that means when he was talking to her, the implication was they were talking on the phone. He was talking to her about not wanting to go into the uh, city and uh, so what, she was at work, maybe she was uh, a doctor, so I don't know what she is, but it doesn't jive. So either she's not with him and she telephone called and she's at work or somewhere else and uh, he was arguing with her on the phone about going in to see the dermatologist or she's standing next to him. And if she's standing next to him, then how could she call to turn on the television set? And what happened to the, ca the captain of their uh, yacht who called and, and asked how he was, in uh, which case they then turned on the television set. So, I mean, again, could he have misspoke? This is one of those things that I would remember. I do remember, and I don't own the buildings. So what's with this weird uh, she called? It's, it's voodoo. This horrendous... On a television set and witnessed this horrendous phone call over turn on a television set. Minutes later, uh, see the telephone call over turn on a television set and witnessed see the telephone call. And then just minutes later, uh, see the telephone call over turn on a television set and witnessed this horrendous uh, see the telephone call over turn on a television set. voices and I said, okay, okay, yes, dear, I'll go. I'll go. And then just minutes later, uh, see the telephone call over turn on a television set and witnessed this horrendous circumstance. Uh, the first plane hitting and then the second plane hitting, of course, with the second hit. On the morning of 9-11, I'm getting ready, getting dressed to go to the dermatologist. I have light-colored hair, light skin. The sun is a disaster for me. I can't take the sun. So, every three months, I went to the dermatologist like clockwork. I had to. And that morning, I said to Clara, I said, sweetheart, I've got so much work to do down at the trade center. Cancel the dermatologist. I'm going down. And she said, you can't cancel again. You canceled last time. You cannot cancel again. And she got angry. Now, when you're married to somebody for 50 years, and they get upset, and they get angry, and they start screaming, the world comes to an end. And I said, okay, 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 I'm sorry. The words are yes, dear. Whatever you want, I'll do. Don't get angry. Please don't get angry. She said, okay, but you're going to the 
dermatologist, you're going this morning, and you're not going downtown. Hm. Wow. Suddenly, the phone rings. It's, it's the captain of our boat, docked at Chelsea Piers, not far from where we live and not far from the Trade Center. And he said, Mrs. Silverstein, is everything okay with Mr. Silverstein? She said, of course. Why? He said, turn on your television set. And that's when we saw the North Tower in flames. And we saw the plane circling around before it slammed into the South Tower and caused it to end up in flames. And therein was the day of the disaster of 9-11. And that's when we saw the North Tower in flames. And we saw the plane circling around before it slammed into the South Tower and caused it to end up in flames. And therein was the day of the disaster of 9-11. And caused it to end up in flames. And therein was the day of the disaster of 9-11. Oh, no Changed our lives change the lives of everybody in our world, change the lives of everybody in the world, certainly civilized people, no matter where they live around the globe. And so we lost almost 3,000 people. It was a miracle. My life wasn't lost because she kept me from going down to the trade center. Is that she why? said, you've got to go to the dermatologist, by the way. He didn't go. None of his family were there. Granted, the family could have been, uh, you know, quarter two. I mean, usually at quarter two, you are at work. You're in the building. You're parked. You're walking up. You're in the elevator. You got to go up 100 flights, 90 flights. You're going to be in the building, realistically, a quarter to nine if you're going to start at nine o'clock. And he said nine o'clock earlier on. I never made it to the dermatologist that day, but at least my intentions were right. And Silverstein Properties lost four of its employees. Yeah, new hires. And those four employees had six children among them, and that was a horror. It was just terrible. Now, what I quickly had to do was find out what my obligations were. Because I had signed a contract and now own the trade center. And I had a lease, lease obligations to pay $120 million a year in ground rent. Yeah, well, short of the stories, he got his. Uh, and I only signed that contract for 99 years. And there I was, 70 years of age. The insurance companies weren't too happy with him. I was a little optimistic. It was my job, my obligation. Started a fire, and by the end of the afternoon, the building just collapsed. The tower, it went right through the... Everything came down. Plus, Seven World Trade Center. It wasn't part of the Trade Center, but it was right north of it. And when the antenna came down from the top of the North Tower, it went right through the facade of Seven World Trade Center. Started a fire, and by the end of the afternoon, the building just collapsed. An obligation. It was my job, my obligation. Of course, they own the policies. And you could see what happened. You could see the devastation. You could see. And when the antenna came down from the top of the North Tower, it went right through the facility. Get us. Here's. Uh... Oh, no! Oh, no! So 
that's building uh, one. The two is already collapsed. This is one. Here's number seven. This brick, brown brick. Oh no! No tower. No, no big antenna comes penetrate posting through it. Oh, no. it's gone. It's gone. Oh, of course, it's fucking people in there. Okay, what's uh, what's that? Okay, here's see there's the there's the antenna. Tenant did not come through from that angle. Alright, so maybe there's another angle here. Okay. Here's uh here's seven, here's one. The the antenna is up there. There goes the it's going. It's going down now, it's going down now. They're collapsing. Actually leaning this way as it collapses. Oh. It just collapsed. Oh, there's poor people. Oh, God. See, so you can see a little bit of crap lands on the roof. See some of the debris. The it just collapsed. That smokes. Oh, there's poor people. Right oh, God. Smoke coming off there. The, the, the thing did not obviously The second tower is gone. The antenna. From that angle, it's clear as day. Let's maybe there's another angle here. Six. So here's the antenna. Here's one. Here's seven. The antenna's actually falling the other direction. Points away from the camera. Oh my god. And you can see clearly it does not go through. Here's some structure left over. Collapses in. But clearly it does not uh, go through building seven. Okay, here's seven. Yeah, so uh, he's full of shit. It wasn't part of the Trade Center, but it was right north of it. And when the antenna came down from the top of the North Tower, it went right through the facade of Samuel Trade Center. Started a fire, and by the end of the afternoon, the building just collapsed. Fortunately, no lives were lost. So that's a bald-faced lie. We got him. That's a lie for sure. So he's lying about that. If you lie about one thing, do you lie about everything? That's what they say in court, right? Uh, what is it? False to say uno, false to say plurum, or some stupid, I can't remember. <laughs> I don't speak Latin. Statements were true by the White House about preparing for martial law. And I want you to let them know that if there is any terrorism, we know who to blame. The point is, if any terrorism comes, it's from this government. And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden who was a known CIA asset in the 80s running the Mujahideen War and whose family builds all the military bases over in Saudi Arabia right now. Interesting that bin Laden's family built all the bases, the military, U.S. military bases in Saudi Arabia and the Silverstein guy was building all these buildings in Israel. Interesting. And since on the board of Iridium Satellite, he's the boogeyman they need. 
in this Orwellian phony system. Quote from Donald Trump, talking about a large-scale terror attack 19 months before 9-11. In his 2000 book, The America We Deserve, Trump wrote, I really am convinced we're in danger of the sort of terrorist attacks that will make the bombing of the 1993 Trade Center look like little kids playing with firecrackers. Trump also mentioned the mastermind of the attack, writing, quote, One day, we're told that a shadowy figure with no fixed address named Osama bin Laden is public enemy number one, and U.S. jet fighters lay waste to his camp in Afghanistan. He escapes back under some rock, and a few news cycles later, it's onto a new enemy and a new crisis. Trump, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Mm -hmm. Okay, hold yeah. on a second. Mm -hmm. Is this real? So interesting how vilified Alex Jones is and how vilified Donald Trump is today. And these guys both saw it coming. Trump before 9-11? Have you read this? It's 2000 in his book. Are we making this? Somebody, did you make Nick. this up, Mika? Nick. I did. Did you Just make this up? Nick, tell us it's over, right? Because Will you stop? Everything. Mika, stop. Got I it. think it's over. What's, that? What's the rage clowns. here? Will you stop? No, it's propaganda I think clowns. It's well, <laughs> no, really quickly, though. I mean, so, Willie, that was... 2000. 2000. In a book he wrote in the year 2000. Yeah. Well, it was published in 2000. He could have written in 1999. Exactly. He might have been a bit more precious. He predicted, basically predicted the attacks from... Oh, it is sus. Never before in the history of buildings have uh and all three owned by the same guy or leased they're owned by the port authority and uh so this uh larry larry silverstein business developer he uh he uh, leased them all and it was interesting that all three collapsed in on themselves like no other buildings in the history of buildings World Trade Center 7 had always been considered the starting point for rebuilding. Located north of the slurry wall, 7 had been cleared faster than the rest of the site, and there had been no bodies to recover. Pelted by debris when the North Tower collapsed, 7 burned until late afternoon, allowing occupants to evacuate to safety. I remember getting a call from the uh, fire department commander telling me that they were not sure they were going to be able to contain the fire. And I said, you know, we've had such terrible loss of life. Maybe the smartest thing to do is, is pull it. Uh, and they made that decision to pull. And then we watched the building collapse. 